welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. Happy Monday after the Super Bowl. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We are focusing obviously on the big game. The Super Bowl is in the books. Uh, we have a new champion that's the same as the last, as the Kansas City Chiefs repeat. Um, so coming up on the show today, it's going to be a two-parter again because I love my two-parters. This part, excuse me, going to be focusing all on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and how they won Super Bowl 58. Part two is maybe difficult to figure out. Going to be focusing on San Francisco and how they lost Super Bowl 58. So that's going to be the focus of the two podcasts coming up today. It has been uh, a lot of time and focus going into uh, Super Bowl 58 and uh, a lot of family stuff going on around here as well. So apologies. Uh, I am a bit behind on uh, UFC 298 prep. So uh, apologies for that, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, or not hopefully, we will be able to get that one back on track here as the week goes along. Um, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Um, also, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube that you like the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. All right, let's get into it. Reactions, Super Bowl 58 for the winning side, the Kansas City Chiefs. First and foremost, what a win for Kansas City. And if that first half was entertaining at all, we're talking about this as one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. It's certainly one of the best halves of a Super Bowl of all time. Um, that one, I don't really have a Rolodex of great, like, oh, well, actually, funny you mention that. Here are my top five halves of a Super Bowl. Um, but th this was, it was awesome. Um, and, I mean, you look at it. The second half was very good, and overtime was fantastic, so three out of five ain't bad. It was 60% an epic football game, so that's what we're going to give the, the grade there for it. But what a win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Down 10 in another Super Bowl. The offense is struggling early. They, they just, they couldn't get anything going at all, and it was just like, all right, this is it. This is... That this is the time where all all that stuff we've been talking all year, where all like the, the, they got these young kids who haven't stepped up. They got these big play guys who haven't stepped up. They need another playmaker. Should they sign Mike Evans in the offseason? We're all ready to They move the ball down the field. They get a field goal and they're down seven at the half. And obviously, there's multiple ways of looking at everything, but. The, the 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 guy who's watched this a lot now um was watching that and I, I said it to the people who I was uh, I was with at the Super Bowl party they played badly in that first quarter at least they, they got they were pretty well controlled in that first half and they were only down seven and that was when it was like Fuck, they're gonna do this aren't they and th there was a couple of times where it felt like man maybe they're not but for the most part it was no no, they got this. They they are once again going to be doing this thing and riding it to the Super Bowl. And it's just, it's Mahomes. Like, you'd love to, oh, well, actually, blah, 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 blah. No. Patrick Mahomes. Phenomenal again. Um, you like, Just look at the, the, the last four drives. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, Super Bowl champion. 
incredible what they were able to do. He was tremendous. Um, and look, like, he, there was a couple moments, obviously. Like, the first half was not great. Um, and then the third quarter, um, he... I don't know if he misread it. It was it was a misthrow. It ends up being an interception is where I'm getting at. Um, but they had the coverage underneath. And so, like, your your first thought is, okay, we'll put it over top because that's where Chelsea's going to get, or uh, Kelsey, sorry, is going to get it. And then it, it, it seemed like one of those, like, as he was putting it up, he either just saw the underneath coverage or just saw the guy over the top and was just like, fuck, and just put, like, too much on it and it ends up being picked off. Um, but it, that was the only time where it was like, okay, maybe they aren't going to get this thing going. Like, maybe maybe this is just the bad game for Mahomes at the bad time and all the weapons that they don't have coming back to bite them. And uh, from then on, he was fantastic. And, like, just every pass was right where it needed to be. And they, they did a good job of getting him in rhythm. And I thought a big part of this was his legs and how he was able to, to utilize them, especially when they're coming back. Um, like, that fourth and one play, that is, it's perfect. I don't know how you defend that. Like, I, I don't. Um, because Pacheco who runs his ass off, he's getting a yard. And you, you watch on that play, it's a read option. Bosa, a little surprised, Bosa sells out on the running back. It's like, I would I would bet a lot of money they're not taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand on fourth and one, right? Like, I, I, I feel like, just like game sense, Andy Reid is probably going to say, you know what, I'm going to let Patrick Mahomes try to win this instead of, oh yeah, Super Bowl on the line, bring me Pacheco. Um, and that's not a knock against Pacheco. I thought he was fine in this game, but like th that's just that that's the thought process there. But also they had just ran at third and one. And if, if Bosa doesn't dive down hard on Pacheco and they do actually hand it off, it's a first down. Um, but Bosa bites and there's room over on the outside and then it's one-on-one. -on -one. And it's, it's Mahomes, and he could either go, if you commit too much to Mahomes, he puts it over the top to Kelsey, it's a first down. If you don't go to, to, to Mahomes and you stay on Kelsey, well, then it's a first down. Like, it was just, it was a masterfully drawn up play and masterfully executed by Patrick Mahomes. But I thought his legs really were the, the difference. And then you, you get late, um, down by three with a minute 53 to go in overtime, and he's coming out on the field, and it's just like, Look who's coming to bat. Like, it's a like Babe Ruth is stepping to the plate. It just, it felt like, okay, well, this game is going to be at least tied. And the 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 great thing about him, you notice a lot of times, like, teams will start moving, then a pass falls incomplete. Like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We can get this. And then another one falls incomplete. All of a sudden, it's third and ten. They never let that happen. It was always, all right, we at least got a couple here. We at least got a couple here. And I know there's been a lot of debate recently about momentum in the analytics com uh, community. I am very pro-analytics. I can't fathom after watching sports, uh, I'm 35 this year, um, after watching sports for like 33 years, that momentum doesn't exist because it, it, it existed here and it, look, it was back and forth. Like it, it doesn't have to stay there in perpetuity, but you got to do something to take it away. And they didn't do anything to take it away from the homes and the chiefs. And it, it was, it was such a smart, like, okay. We'll take what the defense is giving us. And they, they backed up in that little shell. And so I was like, okay, well, five yards the fuck out of you guys. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, and then it was man to man. It's like, okay, well, bye. And he, he would take off and run. Like there's just, there's no defending this guy. There's no stopping this guy. I don't like, this was, this was the time to do it. This was the time you could have stopped them where he has one weapon that you're really worried about. And it's a 36 year old tight end. All due respect to Travis Kelsey. Like he's the, probably the greatest tight end of all time. You're old. And like, so you're like, okay, like just, 
that this is the year where the, the, the they, they went out and tried to get some big play guys in Tony, in Hardman, in MVS. None of them can catch balls in the regular season. They, they don't have the weapons. They don't have the, the team to, to really make this run. And look at that. They've won back-to-back Super Bowls in large part because of how freaking awesome that guy is. It's as a team of cheers for a, a team in the AFC West, it's infuriating. But I, I was saying this to some people at the uh, uh, throughout the week. I can't hate these guys. That this is some of the best like sporting I've ever seen in my life, and I don't. I genuinely don't know how you stop this guy. It was it, it was a masterclass. It, it really, really, really was. Um, and just like those last two drives, it just it felt inevitable in this game. And that they go out. I thought they were going to get the touchdown. That little drag. And you could say, like, pre, uh, pre-snap, pre it was like, oh, shit, he's got a linebacker on him. And he makes a subtle little eh to the... Um, I, I made the move with my hand. You guys can't see. Um, he makes a subtle little eh one way, and then boom, the other way. And he's got tons of field. And he comes around. And I, I forget who the defender was who sacrificed his clavicle to make that stop. But holy fuck, man. I thought Kelsey was running his way through and getting a touchdown. And we were going to get our Cinderella moment with Travis Kelsey and my plus 1,000 Kelsey MVP vote. Or about, um, vote. I, I do not get to vote on these. Um, although there is a fan vote portion of it, which seems a little right, but whatever. Um, but my plus 1,000 ticket was going to cash. And then he gets knocked out of bounds and it's a field goal. But um, he was just, it was great. It was, it was so great. It, and then that, that drive at the end where they're just, again, they're just marching the ball down the field and Mahomes gets a big run for another 40 yard run or whatever it was. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what, what he is able to do. And it's I, something I talked about, um, earlier on in these playoffs, I can't remember if it was the AFC championship game or if it was after the, the divisional round, but it's not just on the field stuff with Patrick Mahomes. This is not only a masterclass in amazing football ability, this is a masterclass in great leadership and what being a leader is supposed to be. And look, we overhype athletes all the time. We romanticize professional sports all the time. But there are lessons we can learn from professional sports, and I think this is one of them. All season long, Patrick Mahomes has been this good, right? Like, he, he didn't just all of a sudden become awesome again in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes been Patrick Mahomes all year. The issue is that the players around him were not stepping up and making plays at the times that they wanted. That's why they were underdogs in every game they played this postseason, save for one. Um, they... They, they just didn't have the players stepping up and making plays. You have Kadarius Tony tipping about like having a ball in his hands and just and it goes and it's intercepted. You have MVS dropping big plays. You have McCole Hardman in a massive, massive moment against the, um, I believe it was against Buffalo, where he takes the, the end around. It might have been Baltimore. Either way, you know what play I'm talking about. Takes the end around, fumbles the ball through the end zone, and the other team gets the ball to 20-yard line. Not once did this guy throw any of his teammates under the bus. Not one time was there a, yeah, we just needed some guys to make some plays today. He took 100% of the time, he took the onus on himself. When it was comical to do so, right? That there was no one on earth was blaming Patrick Mahomes for any of the losses that the Kansas City Chiefs were having this season. It was all, they're not giving him enough weapons, blah, 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 blah. 
but he wasn't saying that. He wasn't making big demonstrations on the sideline, smacking guys upside the head, um, or, or screaming, or like the most demonstrative he was is he would just do the hand on his head thing when MVS gets spun back and, and turns a six yard gain into a four yard loss in overtime of the Super Bowl. One would understand that reaction, right? Like the Chiefs fans at home were doing that and probably saying a whole lot worse. But you compare it to like, I think the world of LeBron James as a basketball player, but LeBron leading up to the NBA trade deadline was like, well, I mean, we just, we don't got the guys and we, this is, this team's a 500 team, blah, 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 blah. Mahomes not once threw any of his players under the bus. There was no like talking of an Aaron Rodgers trade demand because I haven't been given enough help here, even though I've won two Super Bowl MVPs and our defense was actually pretty good at the time. There was no throwing anyone under the bus. There was no nothing. It was just, we win as a team, we lose as a team. And I believe, like, that freak out on the refs in the regular season of the Buffalo Bills, I do think a lot of that was pent-up frustration at as to what was happening throughout the season. And a lot of the screaming that happened at the officials was probably meant for his guys, but he knew he couldn't do that, so he had to direct it in another way. Maybe not the most healthy way to deal with that thing, but it is what it is. But this is what leaders do. And this is a lesson that I think the entire world can take from this, businesses especially, because he had every opportunity to throw his teammates under the bus this year because he's excellent. He is the most talented quarterback I have ever seen play the position, and I've seen a lot of them. And not once did he throw his guys under the bus, not once did he make an example out of them, not once did it look like he was bullying them or anything like that. It was nothing publicly anyway but support. I'm sure at film room it sometimes would be like, hey, could you catch that? But the private moments back there, no need to throw anyone under the bus, no need to show how great you are, no need to build anyone up because he knows in these moments that's going to pay off. And who was making plays in the AFC Divisional Round and in the AFC Championship game? MVS, who couldn't catch a cold this season. But not once was he thrown on the bus. Not once did he have his um, ha have his morale damaged by something that his leader was saying. It was nothing but propping him up and knowing like, hey, my guys are going to make plays when, when we need them to. And they did. It was McCole Hardman. Not one person on the Kansas City Chiefs was like, man... That fumble almost cost us. Like, I don't know if we can trust that guy again. It was, you know what? I didn't make my block. We trust him. We're going to give the ball back to him. Who catches the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl? McCole Hardman. Who catches the first big play of the Super Bowl? McCole Hardman. Um, who catches a, a touchdown to, to help get this team in front at one point? MVS. Because Patrick Mahomes knew. Look, it might be personally gratifying if I chew this guy out through the media and if we lose to the Raiders and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we just lost to a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Not my fault. That asshole over there never did it. Not once. And I think business leaders should learn from what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Other quarterbacks, definitely. Like people in sports, 100% should see what Patrick Mahomes has done. Building his teammates up instead of trying to be all me, 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 me and tearing them down in the media and making bullshit trade demands and any of things, any of these things like this. He knew he needed his, his guys in the big spots and being like, yeah, wasn't me. Wasn't going to help anything when it came down to winning time. And whether you're running a website, whether you are running a football team, whether you're running a, a convenience store down the street, this is a lesson for you. That while it may feel better in the moment to tear your person down, or maybe you want a different person in at a job and you're trying to, to force that person out, 
building people up is always going to be better for what you are looking to accomplish. And building people up is always going to be better for moving your team forward. Even if it's not the team you want it to be. Even if, if you are surrounded with um, Valdez Scantlings and Hardmans, and you'd rather be surrounded by Tyreek Hills and Devontae Adams. You got what you got, make the best of it. And the greatest football player of his generation anyway showed exactly why that pays off on Super Bowl Sunday. So, mini rant on that one. That's probably enough on on Patrick Mahomes. Um, the other big part of this was obviously Andy Reid, who was phenomenal in this game. Excellent use of leverage, excellent use of motion, excellent use of creativity. I thought Andy Reid coached the hell out of this game. And it was such a phenomenal performance by him. And... Like, there, there were just so many times where it was like, oh, that was the perfect play call in this situation. Third and one. You know, the entire football world, uh, football watching world knows. Blitz is coming. They're going to try to pressure Patrick Mahomes. So what do they do? Screen pass to Jarek McKinnon. First down, drive continues. It's just, it's those recognitions. It's that kind of recognition, sorry, that leads you to a championship, right? It's that type of of understanding that leads you to a championship and the, the play call at the end perfectly set up right like and it's the play they used against the, the Philadelphia Eagles everyone everyone showing that but you're you're aware that okay at some point they like to do this motion in and motion out and this guy's wide open and it's a touchdown they score it twice against the Eagles so you're watching for that so you motion the one guy in everyone kind of shifts over that way and then boom pass to the outside touchdown perfect absolute perfection all the, a lot of these plays were executed in the way that you would draw them up in a walkthrough in your hotel lobby on Friday. And that they executed it perfectly. So I thought Andy Reid was tremendous in this game. Um, Spagnola's defense also was really, really good in this spot. It, it felt like by the time the second half rolled around and the offense was starting to get going a little bit, I don't recall a whole lot of times where it was where Nance would say, Oh, Brock Purdy has time. It was Brock Purdy's under pressure. Brock Purdy is under pressure. And to the credit of the defense, that pressure was getting home. Um, McDuffie with an excellent deflection on a, a pass um, that, that helped set up just a field goal that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to tie the game up. Overtime, third and four from like the 10. And Blitz comes on a play action. Purdy has basically turns around and there's a guy in his face and just has to throw it away. Times where the secondary was beat, but... Chris Jones got a hand in there, and it forced the ball to be throw overthrown just a little bit. It was, it was a coaching masterclass from the Kansas City Chiefs that allows them to get to this Super Bowl win. Um, a lot of talk about like what is this now? This is a dynasty. There's no question. They've been to um, the AFC Championship game six years in a row. They have won three Super Bowls. They've been to four. That there is that there is nothing that isn't dynastic about this. And this was, like I said before, this was the year it wasn't supposed to happen. This was the year that the talent around Patrick Mahomes just wasn't good enough. And they were going to make it as far as they could, as far as Mahomes would drag them. But eventually they were going to be slain by Baltimore or Buffalo or Miami or San Francisco or Philadelphia or Dallas in the Super Bowl. And then, you know what? Now you go out and address the wide receiver position. Well, they're champs again. And I... I see no reason, until someone else now is hoisting that Lombardi trophy, and even after that, 
I'm I, I see no reason why anyone should pick against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll we'll have all off season. The further we get removed from this, the f- the more we'll be like, man, Baltimore got this guy. Well, look out, Buffalo signed this dude. Oh, they drafted that guy. Well, the the Chargers have Jim Harbaugh, and we're going to forget how inevitable Patrick Mahomes actually is, and how inevitable Andy Reid actually is. And you want to talk about legacy? There's only what five quarterbacks who have won as many Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes. And he's 28. Andy Reid, with this win, moves on to Mount Rushmore in the, the coaching category. That's that's what they get with this. And Travis Kelsey, honestly, probably solidifies himself as the greatest tight end of all time. So have fun competing with that, rest of the AFC. All right, that is part one of our Super Bowl 58 breakdown. That's the positive stuff. Let's talk about why someone's a loser in part two. That might be a bit harsh. We're going to look at the the San Francisco 49ers and what happened to lose them. Super Bowl 58 coming up in part two of this show. If you like this one, let me know by liking the video. Follow me on social media at PrimetimeKline on Twitter and Instagram. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. If you really like what we're doing around here, subscribe to this channel. Or um, whether you're watching on YouTube or in podcast form. So part two coming up, talking about the Niners. Um, So I'll talk to you in a couple of minutes or talk to you guys tomorrow. Either way, have a great one.